Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2016, and this is The Ride. I hope you're all doing well today. I know that I am. I had a good night's sleep and listened to a little bit of the word this morning, Second or 1 Corinthians. Uh, chapters 2, 3, and 4, check it out. Thinking about the fact that God has called every one of us to the plan he's called for every one of us. And my plan's different than yours. I almost, I'm pretty sure mine's different than yours. And yours is different from your parents. And yours is different from your children's. And in God's wisdom, he has given you a perfect plan for you. In the word this morning, I was reminded that there's a place where Paul's talking about talking to you Corinthians and I'm kind of treating you like baby Christians because you're not ready for the real meat. I've been feeding you the milk of the word, but you're not ready for the meat yet. And why do you ask? Because they were in disagreements about who they follow. I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. I follow this guy. I follow this guy. And Paul's saying, those are worldly arguments. Those are, those are childish arguments. And so, when I think about that, I, I fast forward it to now and, and think, do we do that with our pastors? Do we do that with our Christian leaders, our ministers. I follow Kenneth Hagen, or I follow Kenneth Copeland, or this guy or that guy. Paul is saying in the Word of God that God is the one who gave the gifts to the ministers. So you don't revere the man as the gift giver, you revere the man as the gift transmuter, transmitter. They're the conduit. Now certainly we can bestow honor upon a man or a woman who is a gifted minister, one who plants or one who waters, the Bible says. But ultimately, it's God who brings the increase. And that is where we should be placing and bestowing the most honor. I mean, you could, you could feel like this podcast, for example, is helping your Christian walk. I know it helps mine. But I don't, I would much rather have you revere the Lord God Almighty than think Rusty James is all that. Because if you knew me, you'd know that that's not the case. I believe I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, so I'm not like, I'm not dissing myself. But I'm, I'm no different than, than anyone else who's feeling like they're doing what the Lord's called them to do. I don't know, we should just get over ourselves. Later on in the, uh, maybe chapter 4, 
in First Corinthians. I don't know. Maybe it's because I had a really, really good night's sleep. I was just hearing things that I don't really pick up on. Because, you know, I've, I've read the chapter a billion times, I'm sure. Well, not a billion. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Calculating, calculating. Probably about mm, 74 times I've read that chapter. I love how the word comes alive. It's the Spirit of God in you that helps you see what the Spirit of God is saying. And that's why when you're in the world, when you're following the world's ways, and you're not letting the Spirit of God into your decision-making process, you just... Things of the Lord are just glossed over. They're not even acknowledged. You can't hope to even acknowledge them. It's not... It's like you're in a completely different frequency. You can't hope to hear a radio station if you've got your radio tuned to the different frequency. I watched a movie recently. I don't know if I would totally recommend it. It had some undertones in the movie that, um, you know, Hollywood undertones. But the, the gist of the story I was interested in because it was a story about Alan Turing. And as someone who grew up loving computers, and actually that's my career, I studied Alan Turing in college. And so here's a story that uh, was portrayed fairly well. The main actor is Cumberbach. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Very good actor. And um, But the cool thing about this is he worked for the I don't know, State Department or whatever, back in the day, when they're trying to break German, they're trying to uh, interpret German communications that were scrambled, or more appropriately, not scrambled, well, as far as you're concerned, probably, yeah, scramble's good enough, but they were encrypted. Using a special machine to encrypt the communication and the, the, it would only be able to be interpreted or received by the other end of the communication if they had the key. Without the key, it was hopeless. You would not be able to determine the communication. And in the story, the guys in the team that were trying to determine what the key was we're trying with brute force methods to, you know, you know, just like a, somebody trying to figure out a, a puzzle where you're trying to just try all these things and see if you're coming up with the right answer. The thing is, is that I didn't tell you this, they change the key every 24 hours. And the number of possibilities for this key were in the, like, hundreds of millions. You would not be able to try every one of those keys during the course of that 24 hours. So that brute brute force method was not going to work. Alan Turing knew that and went to create one of the first computers. And that computer's job was to try every one of those combinations until the communication that was used, that was decoded with that particular combination, that key, until it made sense. 
And even early on, the computer wasn't fast enough to go through all of the permutations of the key in, in a 24-hour period. So you'd have to start over again. I mean, the Germans didn't want their stuff decoded except by those who had the key, their own people. At some point, I don't know how truthful this is, if it's Hollywood or not, but I would believe this to be true, that they realized that looking at some of the older communications that they figured out from way before, they recognized that there was a pattern, that there was always this Heil Hitler thing on their weather communication, which always came through at a certain time of day. And knowing that, that there would be this combination of letters on a certain communication, they were able to, instead of having to go through these millions of permutations, they got a little clue as to what would likely be there on certain communications, and therefore the key combinations were greatly reduced that they had to try. Because they had this little clue, they didn't have to try as many combinations, and that made it possible for them within the 24 hours to crack that code. And then everything the Germans were communicating, the Americans were able to decode. And then when the midnight happened, they then started their computer up again and had to crack the code for the next day. So why do I say all this? Well, God wants to communicate to you. He wants to communicate to you. He does communicate to you. And yes, there is a key. There is most definitely a key. It's not like he's trying to communicate to somebody like me and keep you out of the loop. He wants to communicate to all his children. But there is a key. And the key is Jesus Christ and believing in Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? Doesn't God want to love us all and share his wisdom with us? And, you know, Jesus is just one way to the Father. And, you know, what about all the Buddhists? And what about all the Muslims? What about, what about? Last time I checked, the Word of God said that Jesus was God's only Son. And he came to the world to redeem mankind to cause man to be able to communicate and hear God. How is that possible? With his death and resurrection at Calvary, it caused the veil to be torn. It caused the, the separation between God and man to be eliminated. Christ paid for the sin that kept us from communication with God. And now, because of Christ, we have an open door to the Father. But like 1 Corinthians is talking about this morning, the world chooses not to follow Christ. They can't hope to hear and see things of the Spirit. That's why if you're having a hard time hearing from God and you, you, know, you call yourself a seeker and all this kind of stuff, but this Jesus thing is too hard to swallow, I'd like to offer an, an opportunity to you, an option to you, a solution to you. It requires faith. The life of a Christian requires faith. So if you cannot do what I'm about to say, then this life of Christ 
It can't be yours. But I want it to be yours and God wants it to be yours. So you must live by faith. So what do you mean? What do you mean, Rusty? What is it that that I'm supposed to do by faith? Up until now, you might have thought, Jesus Christ might have been a nice guy and everything, but he's, you know, not who I want to follow. His teaching's too hard or whatever. But either Jesus Christ was a lunatic and thought he was Lord, but wasn't, or he was a liar and lied saying he was Lord and wasn't, or he was Lord. It's one of those three things you've got to choose. And here I'm telling you that if you don't choose that he is Lord, you will not hear from the Lord God. You will not be able to sense the movement of the Spirit. So I'm asking you today to open your heart to that option that just maybe, maybe that's the thing that's been missing. Maybe opening your heart to Jesus Christ is that key, that key to the communication. It's not that God doesn't want to communicate to you unless you accept His Son. It's that you can't possibly even be on the same wavelength without accepting what Jesus did for you. It's a law God has to follow. He is holy and sin is not. And unless you accept what Jesus Christ did on the cross, you're hopelessly drowning in sin. And guess what? You can accept Christ and what he did and get set free and be put in a place of freedom and victory. And sure, life will come at you and there'll be days where you struggle. But because of what Christ has done and what you have accepted by faith, what Jesus has done, you are now in a different position than you used to be. You were wallowing in the mire before. But if you have problems now as a Christian, you talk to the Lord your God, who hears you, and you can sense the Spirit of the Lord. I want to encourage you to do that. So we're going to pray really quick right now. Lord God, those people who are hearing me right now who have never really accepted the Lord, accepted that Jesus is the Son of God and, and did what he said, came to the earth to die for the sins of mankind, I pray, Lord, that everyone who can hear this, who has yet to accept Jesus as a Lord, as their Lord, I pray that they have the boldness and the, the faith well up inside of them right now so they, they can accept the finished work that you've accomplished. And I pray, Lord, that everyone who hears this can have this opportunity and will take this opportunity today to just reestablish their footing on the unwavering Word of God so that our foot does not slip, so that our paths are straight, and so that we can walk where we need to walk and avoid the places where we will fall into the pits. Help us to seek after your Spirit, which now, having accepted the work of Jesus, the key is established. The key to that communication is here for us. And just like you took that key from the pit of hell from our enemy and said no longer are people bound, we now have a key so that we can communicate with God our Father. And there is nothing that can stand in the way. Nothing that can stand in the way of being one with our God. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you 
for being our Lord. And daily we will communicate and seek your face. And by faith we will look to the environment around us and where we can be meeting the needs of others. And we, as we look to the horizon and see where you're bringing us. We thank you, Lord God, for changing our life right now. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, you guys, you keep listening to these podcasts and you, you stay in the word and you live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And you wield that key, that key to the communication with God your Father. He doesn't change his key every 24 hours. One key fits it. And as you stay in great communication with God the Father, expect that his will will come alive in your life and indeed will set your feet on solid ground. And I will see you on the flip.